it's nice to feel understood and seen as a whole person and not just as one person who has one problem and you have one solution. So from a sales perspective, building a relationship and getting to know the person from a holistic standpoint actually does give you more opportunities to make more suggestions and open you up to, like I said before, all the three C's, not just a client, but also a potential collaborator or connector. Welcome back to the Selling for Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Renee Rebar, TEDx speaker, author, sales coach. I have trained thousands of people to make millions of dollars, and I'm going to break it down step by step for you right here. This podcast is specifically designed to help women-owned seed startups with that initial lift to get their business, their offers, their profit margins off the ground and running toward their goals. If you've ever thought you would make the sale but didn't, we are going to have some fun. So the bottom line is this. When you tune in, you're getting current trends in real time on how to exactly make meaningful sales activities in just 10 minutes a day, even if sales isn't your thing. How to start a business online with no list, no email, no website, no social presence, no business contacts whatsoever. Well, friends, that's exactly what I did when I came online. When I came online, I already had all of my professional experience. I'd already been selling professionally and teaching selling professionally for decades. And when I came online, the only challenge for me was it was a new landscape versus my former experience where I had clients. I had a big company backing me. I had big names that I could walk into a business and talk about. It was just me me, myself, and I, (laughs) it was kind of lonely at first. And I looked around and I thought, well, there's Facebook groups, there's LinkedIn groups, there's Twitter, there was Clubhouse. There's different places that people are spending time. And I know as a salesperson, it always starts with a name. It always starts with a person, but I didn't know any names and I didn't know any people. So what did I do? Well, I looked around For me specifically, I started talking to women business owners because that's who I felt called to share my sales experience with. And they were doing all different types of work. They were virtual assistants, bookkeepers, life coaches, parenting coaches, authors, copywriters, brilliant, brilliant women who have excellent educations, completely overqualified for any job out there, easily employable, but had chosen not to work for someone else. They wanted to put out their own shingle because they had life going on, whether it was their first child, their third child, it was a divorce, it was a new marriage, it was a sick parent, it was a a sick spouse, it was their chronic illnesses. They had chosen to find another path. And so those are the women that I was meeting. And so I decided to speak to them first about the things we had in common versus the things that were different. So the things that were different were I had a ton of sales experience. I knew exactly how to get someone from hello to close, you know, so that song, you know, hey, I just met you, call me crazy, (laughs) but here's my number. So I know how to navigate those very nuanced conversations with finesse and grace and honestly laughter. And so I was able to help them in those areas, but I knew that they wouldn't want my help in those areas until they knew me understood that I was a friendly, and we had something else in common besides just the problems that I expertly knew how to solve. So outside of my subject matter expertise, what else did we have in common? 
Like I said, it always starts with the name. How do you start a business online when you have no email list, no website, no social presence, no business friends, no business contacts? Well, what I did is I looked around and I looked for people that I did want to help, but I looked at what else they were talking about. What else were they talking about? They were talking about their kids. They were talking about their pets. They were talking about what they were reading. They were talking about what they were watching on Netflix. They were talking about you know, what their iPhone was doing or camera codes or this cool mug that they had or coffee or what they put in their coffee or tea. So again, it was social media. I didn't have a social presence. So I had to come in and kind of join the conversation. I didn't have a website. Well, I mean, I did try to make one. I'll be honest, it was fun. (laughs) I wish I could share that with you because it was was not impressive. (laughs) And I didn't know what to say online about what I did, except for I knew how to help them. But again, I didn't want to just come in and say, hey, it looks like you suck at sales. (laughs) Let me help you. Because they'd be like, get out of here, kid. So instead, I started talking about things that I had in common with them that I also liked to talk about, but weren't necessarily what I was an expert in. So why am I saying this? Because most people that I meet today that come to me saying, Renee, I need help in sales, and they come into my one of my programs or mastermind or coaching environments, and what they think they have to do is step one, promote their business. Step two, convince the person to buy from them. That is not the process. <laughs> that is not the sales process. The first step is always starts with a name, one person. Think of one person that you want to talk to and start talking to them about something, not necessarily the problem that you know how to solve yet. Number one, every single person you connect with that you talk to is either a connector. They can connect you to other people, other opportunities. They can say your name in a room full of opportunities, right? They know a hundred people that you don't know that they could connect you with right now if it makes sense. So they're either connectors, collaborators. So they could be someone who has a whole audience full of people that you would love to talk to. And the two of you sell different things. So it's complimentary. And so they could collaborate with you on something and bring you into a whole new fold of awareness and community and networking. And the third kind of person that you'll meet is somebody who's going to be your client who's going to hear you talk for a few minutes and be like, I need you in my life officially. Let's put a ring on it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you leave a rating and you take a screenshot and email us, I will give you one of lots of resources that I have that not only surround this episode, but wherever your business is right now. I consistently create new training and workshops and support materials for clients at every level of their business and game. And so I want to be able to help you as well. And I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. First, it starts with a name. Once you have that name, start to talk about things that you both have in common. Find common ground. Internet, social media makes it really easy to find some common ground. I just listed about 10 things that people like to talk about, that I could talk about, that are generally regarded as safe. If you don't know this about me, I've had multiple companies and it's always been in and around the sales environment. So I was the vice president of North America for a beverage company, and I ended up becoming one of the partners eventually. And in the beverage world, in terms of ingredients, there's an ingredient that there's a whole ingredient list called grass, G-R-A-S, generally regarded as safe. (laughs) So when I came into the online space and I started talking about what do you talk about, 
I was talking about grass, but I don't talk about that anymore. Maybe I shouldn't talk about it here either. (laughs) Hopefully you'll listen and you'll laugh. So generally regarded as safe topics, right? So if you think about even times when you're together with your family, (laughs) what are the generally regarded as safe topics? Maybe not politics and my family parties, maybe not Monopoly and definitely not the game of Risk. Who here has played Risk? Not friendly. It's not family friendly. It is a fighting game. (laughs) Those are fighting words. Oh my goodness gracious. We have a competitive family. I'm sure you can relate. So what are the topics that are generally regarded as safe? Start there. Then start to ask deeper questions based on the superficial questions. So I do get pushback from some people who start to work with me saying, well, that just seems like small talk and I'm not here to BS and I don't want to fluff around. Yeah, I understand. I don't want to spend 10 hours talking about what you like in your coffee and what you're binging on Netflix and what your Audible bank is full of or what your nightstand, what books your nightstand has on it. But it's nice to feel understood and seen as a whole person and not just as one person who has one problem and you have one solution. So from a sales perspective, building a relationship and getting to know the person from a holistic standpoint actually does give you more opportunities to make more suggestions and open you up to, like I said before, all the three C's, not just a client, but also a potential collaborator or connector. So how do you go from no email list, no website, no social presence, you don't know anybody? I've been kind of laying the foundation here, so I hope you're following along and smiling and nodding because the the very next step is going to seem pretty dang obvious, but here it goes. I want you to ask them more questions. The generally regarded as safe questions are a great place to start, but then you have to have something next, something that may be an offer, but most likely isn't. And so I like to invite them If I don't have any content created and I don't have any platform, this is me. I'm at ground zero. I'm I'm actually, I'm less than ground zero. I'm coming in from literally outer space, land on this planet. I have a certain set of skills, but I have nothing else. I get to know people on their turf to talk about conversation topics that are generally regarded as safe. And then I need something to invite them to. And so if I don't have content or anything established, I'm going to invite them to be interviewed by me as a part of the research that I'm doing for this project that I'm working on. Now, notice those are specific words, but they're also sort of super general. This is exactly what I did. I identified a few people, eight people specifically, that I regarded highly. I was like, they have something in them that either I like to hear more of, or they have an audience that I think I'd like to talk to, or they might have a problem that I know how to solve. And so I, I chose eight people And I asked them to be interviewed by me as a part of me talking to women about their businesses and about what they like, what they don't like, what they're working on, what they're excited about, what maybe what a challenge is, what their best advice might be. And I would share that with my audience. Now, big fat pause there. I didn't have an audience. Now, I wasn't trying to hide that fact. And in fact, none of them, not one was like, well, who's in your audience? Not one. Why? Because I'd already developed a relationship with them. It's easy to be interviewed. And in this case, I actually did ask them to be on video and sign a release form so that I could use the pieces of it over time. So it wasn't like they just showed up and didn't have to do anything. They had to show up and be camera ready. And I had had some very clear questions, but I let them spotlight their business. And when you own a business, you will do a lot for a little bit of promotion because- We know the value of customers, especially new customer acquisition. So all that to say, I asked them to be interviewed as a part of my research for 
this content that I was creating so that I could reach more women business owners about business, about the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. And by sharing that and their story, both of us would win. So eight people started my Facebook community. Eight people started my email list. Those eight people I am still friends with. Most of them became my clients. All of them have become collaborators and connectors. And that is you know, years ago and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of contacts later. And I still do this and I still recommend it. And so if you're sitting here listening going, well, what would I interview them about? It could be the easiest three questions ever. Tell me about how you got started, especially if you're selling business to business, but even if you're selling business to consumer, let's say you sell vitamins. You're like, well, how did you get started on your health journey? And why do you care so much about your health? And what have you done that's worked? Great. Any advice you want to give someone who's listening? So if it's a business to business, you could say, tell me how you started on your business journey. Tell me more about your business and what you love about it. Tell me what you're excited about coming up in your business. And is there any advice you want to give anyone who's considering doing business with you or considering getting into business today? Super easy, generally regarded as safe, (laughs) grass questions. And then you have content. And a connection. So now your business that didn't have any social presence, didn't have any email list, didn't have any website, no way for anybody to find you or hear what you do. Now it has connections and content. Boom. Now you know what I know. Now you know what my clients know. Now what are you going to do with it? And that's what I want to hear from you. So I want you to make your way over to my email list hit reply on any email I ever send you or just email me and make sure that you share with me what you're doing with this new information. And so if you're trying to sell for yourself and you're a bookkeeper, a copywriter, a coach, you're a web designer, you have a certain particular set of skills, you are a subject matter expert, and you're looking for those clients that aren't only referrals, although we love referrals. Referrals tell me in the world that you are so good at what you do. Somebody who isn't getting anything in return has recommended you to someone else that they know. And so I just want you to know that there is a big world out there and lots of people, more than you could ever handle, waiting for someone just like you, but they just don't know you exist yet. This is one easy, free, simple way for you to create content, which every business needs today, and connections, which always lead to more possibilities and opportunities. So I can't wait to hear what you do with this information and I will see you soon. If you ever thought you would make the sale, but didn't, let's hang out more. Thank you so much for listening to the Selling for Yourself podcast. This episode is brought to you from my heart. If you loved it, please share it with someone that you like. And if you didn't like it, my name is Bob. When you subscribe to this podcast, You'll also get the chance to come to my live page, sellingforyourself.com, where you can ask questions, hear previous episodes, and stock up on your Selling for Yourself goodies.